0: Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. So let's get right into the Word, knowing that God will speak into our lives today. Hallelujah!
1: Hallelujah! Well, it's so good to be back at Island Church. I sure love coming here. Amen. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Thank you for what you do. Hey, you bet you, Amen. God bless you. God bless you. This is your sister. Sandy. Your daughter, My daughter. your daughter? My daughter. Hallelujah! Listen, we know. I mean, I, I understand what he does because we've, just as a church, tried to do some things, and and have been able to do a few little things. But it's 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 amazing when you have all the tools to do what they do. That's that's the thing. They've got the tools to do it. We do what we can, and churches do what they can, and we sent teams down here to to do some things and still are helping but but when you can hook up with somebody that's got all the tools that's the smart thing to do that's the smart thing to do amen yeah <laughs> glory to god glory to god i i just uh was praying this afternoon about the service tonight and i actually had a different direction that i wanted to go but you know the lord he kind of has his own way about stuff like that and you have to kind of just go where he says and and um, you know, I I don't even know. It may not be this message may not be, but for one person here. But if it is, that's good. Amen. The rest of you, you can just relax. <laughs> but I want to read a portion of Scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 32, and I'm going to read all the way to the end of the chapter. So just stick with me here. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse. Thirty-two. It says, recall the former days in which you were illuminated. You endured a great struggle with sufferings. Nobody likes to hear that word, do they? Yeah. 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 Partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproach and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. You know, it tells a lot about who you run with sometimes. If they get in trouble, you get in trouble. You know, if you're serving God and they're serving God and something comes against them and it comes against you, that's really not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You're running with the right people. Amen. But anyway, let's, let's just go on. It says, for you had compassion on me in my chains, joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Now, that's good preaching right there. We have an enduring substance in heaven. Thank God. Listen, it's not about the earth. It's about heaven. I hear a lot. You know, I hear preachers sometime. Yeah, I know it's about heaven, but God wants you to have this on earth. And God wants to bless us. I believe that. I really do. I believe he wants to bless us. He's blessed me. He's blessed my life. And I'm happy for it. And I'll take more. Yeah. Amen. amen. But you know what? We've got an enduring substance. Yes, Woo, it's called eternal life. Yes. Amen. amen. That's what we talk about. That's what we share with other people. It's not about just, well, you know, you want to get saved. It's you want to live forever. And you want to live forever with Jesus. Because that's the only way. Amen? Amen. But anyway, I'm not, that's not what I'm preaching on. I, want to, I just want to pick up the next word there. It says, therefore. Okay? Therefore, since we have an enduring substance, therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance. Now listen to this, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, My soul has no pleasure in him, but we're not of those who draw back. I like that. I'm glad he had that last verse. We're not of those who draw back, but to perdition, but those who believe to the saving of the soul or the delivering of the soul. Now, I want to talk to you tonight about something that's real simple. But I feel like that the Lord just really dropped this in my heart to talk to you about today, tonight, and that, that is, don't get discouraged. You know, it's so easy in, in life sometimes, especially if you're just not, I mean, just staying right in tune with God, to just get discouraged. You know, just, just but, but the point is, if you can get discouraged, you can get Encouraged. Amen. It's not, all, it's not all about being discouraged. But it says here very clearly that, that don't cast away your confidence. Well, where is your confidence? Well, number one, I'm saved. Amen. I'm on my way to heaven no matter what, whether it's today or whether it's next week or whether it's 50 years from now. Let's see, I'd be about 120 then. That'd be about right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. It's not about... Listen, our confidence is not in just our natural world. Our confidence in it is in our spiritual world. That's where we live our lives. Paul said, my my outward man is perishing, but my inward man is getting stronger and stronger. Why? Because we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Eternal. That's where we live. So don't cast away your confidence. Don't get discouraged God hadn't changed. Hallelujah. Listen, God hadn't changed. It, the first thing that happens when you get discouraged is you think there's something wrong. Something wrong with you or something wrong. Something's wrong, something wrong. something wrong. Maybe not. In fact, sometimes I think it's more right than wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Well, I tell you, I've just been going through a struggle. Well, everybody goes through them. Well, I listen to those preachers on TV, and they talk about all the blessings and all the good things. I know those guys personally, and they all go through struggles just like you do. They just don't tell you. Not being ugly, I'm just telling you. That may be not what they want to do, but listen. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't allow yourself to get over in that place of discouragement because you have an enduring substance. You've got something that's going to outlast everything. So you might as well just make up your mind, I'm going to outlast everything. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to back down. I'm going to do the will of God, and I'm going to see the promises of God in my life. If I could just get you a little focused tonight, instead of getting focused on what you, listen, these chairs would be full tonight if people weren't discouraged. I don't think people realize church will even help them anymore. I pastor a church. I know what I'm talking about. You think, You think? where are they? Well, they're home. They're discouraged. and They've let the devil talk them out of, not, of, of this. Well, you know, just going to another meeting. No, you're not going to another meeting. You're going to get what you need from God. If you make up your mind, you're going to seek him. You can receive what you want. After you've done the will of God, you receive the promises. Yep. They belong to us. But you got to do the will of God to get them. Okay, I'm not going to get on that, or I'll never will get off of it. So here's my point tonight, and this is what I want to kind of just talk to you for a little bit tonight. Uh, I, I'm, I, I heard uh, Brother Christopher preach this morning and this afternoon. So I, I'm not going to preach till midnight, like you know, or in, in the middle of the night, like Paul did. I've just got, to, but I want to encourage you tonight. Yeah. And get you to understand and realize it ain't over. That there are things God has for you that are beyond where you are right now. And you just got to know it doesn't matter what you're facing, what you're struggling with, what your challenges are. God's still alive. God still wants to work. God still wants to move. And He wants to do more with you and for you than He's ever done. And He'll do more than He's ever done for you because He's just moving forward in life with you. But you've got to see it. You've got to know it. You know, listen. Our part is just to believe God. That's our part. So we're not of those who draw back, those who get discouraged, those who 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 don't uh, have any confidence. We're believers. Right. Well, what's our what's our responsibility? Well, Colossians one thirteen says we're. I mean one twenty three says we're just supposed to continue in the faith. You know that's a big task for a lot of people just to con- just. Just stay with it. Just stay with it. Just believe God. Just keep going forward. Don't back up. Don't back down. Don't give up. Just keep going. Just continue in the faith. That's an amazing thing. Paul and and Barnabas, over in Acts chapter 14, verse 21, it says, When they had preached, Paul and Barnabas had preached the gospel to the city and made disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. Now, you might want to go read about Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. They left. They got kicked out of all those towns. That's right. God. They got kicked out of them, or they got they had to leave it at, at night. They got kicked out of those towns. And what are they going to do? Let's go back. Yeah. Let's go do it again. <laughs> so it said they may, they returned to those cities. Now listen to this strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Stay with it. They said, look, if we can come back and preach to you after we got kicked out of town, after we got beat. One of the towns, they beat Paul and stoned him so bad they thought he was dead. Everybody got around him and prayed over him and he got up, whether he was raised from the dead or what. He just got up and walked walked 40 miles. It's 40 miles to the next town. he said, I just want to come back and tell you, stick with it. Don't give up. Hey, I've been there. You saw me when I was there and I'm back to tell you, I just want to strengthen you. I want to encourage you. I want to build you up. Once you make up your mind to realize, you know what? God really wants to work. Yeah. Yeah, He'll do something for you tonight. Listen, tonight, listen to me, tonight can change your destiny. You can go from downhill to uphill in a moment's time. You don't have to wait for your ship to come in. I looked out the window today and they're all going out. No, you, all you have to do is realize God wants to do something now for you. All you've got to make, do is just say, you know what? I'm going to do what God wants. I'm going to do what God wants. I'm going to, I'm going to obey God. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to lose my confidence. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, 6, verse 11. And, and I'm going to read you this out of the Amplified Bible because it says it just as plain as you can get it. Listen to what it says. We do strongly and earnestly desire for each of you to show the same diligence and sincerity all the way through in realizing and enjoying the full assurance and development of your hope until the end. In order that you, now listen to this, because this is where most Christians lose it, right here. In order that you may not grow disinterested and become spiritual sluggards, but imitators, behaving as those who, through faith, by their leaning of their entire personality on God, trust and have confidence in His power, wisdom, and goodness, and by practice of patience and endurance and waiting are now inheriting the promises. Somewhere you've got to make up your mind you're going to stick with it. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to get discouraged. Because I tell you, God had not given up on you. Well, you don't know what I did. It doesn't matter. Listen, he's paid the price for anything you could do. Just think up the worst thing you could do. Jesus has already died for it. Okay, it's already done. Now, I'm not promoting you go out and do that. My point is... He's not going to quit on you because you failed or you missed it or you, broke, you know, broke the faith or you just broke ranks with what you've been believing and you kind of slipped off. Listen, He wants to work in your life. And the key is you can't grow disinterested. Yeah. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir. You're here tonight, but maybe somebody will hear this on tape or on CD or something and you, know, you can go tell them. Amen? Listen, Paul... Said, I have not made it yet, over Philippians chapter 3. Said, I'm not attained. But this one thing I do, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God yeah. in Christ Jesus. Yeah. But a lot of times we don't read the verse 16, the, the last verse of that little soliloquy. We don't, we don't read it. You know what it says? Amplified Bible. Order your lives what you've obtained by what you've already obtained. Order your lives by what you've already attained. In other words, don't let what you already got slip away and try to go get that back. Hold on to it and go forward. Move forward. Let God do something greater. Let him do something more instead of just maintaining. Listen, I'm not bragging or or, or promoting myself in any way, but I'm 70 years old and I got dreams. I'm not trying to maintain something. I want God to do more. I want to see more. I want to see greater things. I want to see God do everything he's promised in his word and what he told me he was going to do. I'm expecting him to do it. And you've got to have that kind of attitude. Uh, uh, One translation says, only one thing. So far as we have come, let us keep our lives in the same path. Stay with it. Don't give up. Don't give in. I know this is a real simple message. Probably all of you say, "I already know all that." Well, why aren't you doing it? Don't get discouraged. Don't 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 lose your confidence. Well, I tell you, it's not like it used to be. No, it never is. You know, people. I, 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 as a pastor, I have to deal with this a lot. People backslide. I don't know none of you ever did that, but. I had to help Rusty a few years ago, but other than that, I'm just kidding. No, you know, people backslide, and then they come back to the Lord, and they don't have that same feeling that they had when they got saved. Well, you can't. You can't be born again again. You'll never have that feeling again. And sometimes, you know, when I talk to people, and they, they come back to the Lord, and they, well, I just don't have that feeling again. I said, Listen. You, you left that feeling aside. You abrogated that feeling when you backslid. Right. Now you got to go by faith and you got to go by what you know and walk by faith. And after a while, you'll get it. Yeah. It'll come back to you. Yeah. You'll receive it. But first of all, you've got to realize it's not going to be the way it used to be. Yeah. Even preachers are living in the past. Yeah. I don't want to live in the past. I'm going to live in the future. I want to go forward. I want to see God do something. I don't want to live on what we, listen, we've had some amazing things happen at our church, but I don't really, I don't mean it wrong. I don't want them to happen again. I want God to do more. Yeah. Right. Not the same more. Yeah. And you know, our lives ought to be the same way. We ought to be continually expecting God to work. Thank you for your enthusiasm tonight. Let me just show you this from, uh, in, in a scripture that I think will help you give you God's attitude about this. All right? Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4. Listen to what it says. Paul said, "I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you by Christ Jesus that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance, all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Now, you know, I was reading that the other day, and I got to thinking about the magnitude of that statement. That, now, think about this for just a minute. The testimony of Christ was confirmed in me. I'm the confirmation of the resurrection. I'm the confirmation of the cross. If I was the only one, I'm the one. Now, I know you are too, most of you, hopefully all of you. But the point is, you think about that, that God said, I've got to confirm Christ. I've got to confirm what he did. And so I want to confirm him in you. I want to make, I want to make what he did relevant to you in everything you do, in all that you are. I want to confirm it. Well, that's what the Bible says happened. Why? So that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to this, who will also confirm you to the end. To the end. The confirmation of Jesus in you is all the way to the end. Hey, you're in this for life. If you want to call it that. There's no turning back. There's no turning around. There's no backing off. There's no backing down. He wants to confirm Jesus in you all the way to the end. He wants you to be his disciple. He wants you to express everything he has for you, for you and through you to others. He's confirmed you. Though that you may be Blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. That word confirm means to be a durable, unshakable, reliable certainty. Amen. It's a legal term referring to a position that is guaranteed with no such, now listen, there's no risk of alter- alteration. That means, Roland, just because you're ugly to your wife, it doesn't, it, God's still not going to alter the fact that He loves you and He's going to confirm Jesus in you. He's just going to make you repent. Do you understand what I'm saying? When it says that he confirms Christ in us, that means that everything that Jesus did for us flows through us. Flows through us. He wants to confirm Christ in us. That's why we're called Christians. And when you start thinking about how God wants to work, the, the Amplified Bible says this, that you are not consciously falling behind or lacking in any spiritual endowment or Christian grace, the reception of which is due to the power of divine grace operating in your soul by the Holy Spirit while you wait and watch constantly living in hope for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and His being made visible to all. Right now, you're the visible Christ. He wants to continually confirm the testimony of Jesus in you. He wants to work in you. He wants to produce miracles through you. He wants to bless you. He wants to work in you. He wants people to look at you and say, oh, that's what a Christian is. Oh, oh, that's what a Christian is. Because if you just get a revelation of this, that God's looking down and saying, I think I want to confirm Jesus in you. How can I do that? Well, go read Isaiah 53 and you'll find out some of the things he'll do. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes you were healed. Paul even shockingly said in Philippians chapter four, verse nineteen, "My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory." How? By Christ Christ Jesus. Why? Because He wants to confirm His testimony. He wants to confirm His testimony in you. And the listen, you can't lose any confidence if if that's your that's where you live. I mean, you're not going to lose any confidence because you know he's working. He's working in you. He's working for you. He's working through you. But people get caught up in all the circumstances of life and they forget what God really wants to do in their lives, how he wants to work in their lives. But here's the amazing thing to me. Verse 8, it says, he will confirm you to the end. Did you get that? All the way to the end. What does that mean? That means until Jesus comes back or I come to Jesus, one of the two, He is going to confirm the testimony of Christ through me and in me until then. That you and I are living examples of what Jesus will and can do. And, And it never changes. But see, when you lose your confidence... You start thinking about other things. You start thinking about things that discourage you. Things that, Go read this and get discouraged. Because he's, hey, he's saying every day, I look down and I say, okay, there's, there's Sam. I want to confirm Christ in him today. I want to do something. I want to do something. Jesus paid it. Jesus did it. And I want to do it in him. And I want to do it through him. Every day. All the way to the end. Now listen. What God did in the new birth was just a beginning. That was just a beginning. Some people call that's the end. Okay, I'm saved. Now I'm going to live like the devil until I go to heaven. Okay, well, I'm going to just live like I want to. I'm going to live in my will, do what I want to do. But I'm, gonna go, I'm going to heaven. I was, had, had a, a piece, a trailer uh, repair, and I was at a welding shop, and I was talking to the guy, and this guy walks up to me, and he said, you're Pastor Carr, aren't you? I said, yeah, and he says, do you believe you have, to, you have to go to church to be saved? I said, no, you don't have to get saved in church. No, no, that's not what I mean. Do you have to go to church to be saved? I knew where he was getting at. He didn't want to go to church. He wanted me to confirm to him that he didn't have to go to church. And I, so I just said, no, I believe you have to go to church. I said, if you're saved, you want to go to church. It's not a matter of having, you want to. Why? Because the church represents a relationship of, uh, with Christ. And if you don't respect the church, you don't respect Jesus. Thank you for your enthusiasm there, too. But it's true. Well, I don't tell you, this church, this, that church. Listen, there's no perfect church. There's no perfect church. But listen to me. You might want to go read what the Bible says about the church. That's where he sets miracles. That's where he sets the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. That's where he sets the gifts of the Spirit. Where? In the church. Well, that means the body of Christ. It says church. And there's a little bit, church is a gathering. Yeah. All right, I better get off of that. <laughs> but listen to me today. If you'll ever get a revelation, it doesn't matter what your education level is, what your social level is. It doesn't matter anything. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, God's desire is to confirm Him in you every day. Yeah. Amen. Every day. Just, re- just every day. Reveal reveal the blessings of God through Him, through Jesus every day. Confirmed. But see, sometimes the only time you ever even think about Jesus is maybe once a week, twice a week. Well, that's why you don't get confirmed very often. But the more you seek Him, the more you desire Him, the more you want to walk with Him. Listen to me, I'm telling you. You're going to start seeing miracles. You're going to start seeing God do things that you can't imagine in your life if you'll just let God confirm Jesus in you, that testimony of what Jesus did in you and through you. You'd be amazed at what He can do. But I know some people aren't there. I know, you know, people are discouraged. They're not not in that place, and that sounds wonderful, and it is a great place to live. And I want to live there my whole life. Listen, I can stand here and tell you testimonies over and over again of God using me. And I'm not bragging on me because God used me. God did it. I didn't do it. To to minister to somebody or to do something. What was he doing? Just confirming the testimony of Christ, didn't he? I I may have told this year. I don't know whether I did, not, I'll tell it again. Becky and I were driving from Shreveport to Dallas on i 20 one day, driving down, we're going over there for a couple of days just to get away, and we're driving down the road, and, and this guy pulls up beside me, and you know how when somebody pulls right up beside you on the interstate, and they don't, they're not passing you, they, you look. And so I looked over there, and he looked at me. He had big old, he was crying, just tears yes. running down his face, just running down his face. And so um, he started pointing like that, pull over, pull over. I ain't pulling over just because somebody told me to. And so, you know, he slowed down and got behind me because he thought I was going to pull over. I kept going. So he catches up with me again, pulls up beside me. And the Lord spoke to him and said, you need to help him. So I pulled off the next exit and pulled over where I could find a place and got out of the car and walked back to his car. And he got out of the car and he was just crying. He said, who are you? I said, what do you mean? Who are you? He said, I was riding down the road. My wife left me, and, 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 his, and I, I don't I, I took my, my wife took my children and left me, and I don't know what to do. And I, I was going to Dallas. I forgot why he was going to Dallas, but I, he lived in Shreveport. He's going to Dallas. And I, I was going, and I drove by you, and I heard this voice say, That man can help you. So I pray. So I prayed for him that day. Prayed over him. I tell you, God encouraged him. God blessed him that day. And he's been a member of my church ever since. That was 20 years ago. I tell you, he'll confirm his testimony. He wants to do that in you. I could, I mean, you just, if you just think about it, not, not only just blessing you personally, I'll tell, tell you on the same trip. I, I just, it was a, it was a cool time. <laughs> we were eating at this restaurant. We'd gotten our food there, you know, and bacon, we always pray over our food, and we, we prayed over our food, and I looked up, and there's this man standing, nice suit and tie on, standing there. And um, he said, uh, I saw you praying over your food. I said, yeah, we always do. He says, well, listen, we're having a, 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 a prayer meeting here in, the, in, our, um, in this boardroom back here. Would you mind coming back there for just a minute? Now see, what's funny about it is they thought they were going to encourage me. Okay. So I walked back there and it's like a board meeting. There are all these businessmen around this, and we're sitting, our food's getting cold, and we're sitting there, and that well, you know, we just want you to know God loves you and all this. I said, wait a minute, fellas, let me tell you a testimony. And that's right, right after God had supernaturally um, uh, changed our financial picture from not having enough money to count. We had to count the offering to see if we had enough money for cookies for the nursery to having $5 million in the bank in a matter of three months. And so I told them that testimony. They they just sat there with their mouths open. And I said, let me pray for y'all. So so Becky and I prayed for them and we went back and had to reorder our food because it was cold and they didn't even pay for it. I tell you, God will confirm Jesus' testimony in you. Well, I'm struggling in in my health. Jesus, God will confirm the testimony of Jesus in your body. Well, I just need wisdom. God will confirm the testimony of Christ and give you wisdom. He'll give you what you need. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for it. He's already done it. It's a done deal. He's already done. He died. He was raised from the dead so that you could be free. But I know some of you are not there. So let me read you another scripture. (laughs) Psalm 68, verse 9. Listen to this. Psalm 68, verse 9. Listen to what it says. You, O God, sent a plentiful rain whereby you confirmed your inheritance when it was weary. Ooh, I like that. When they were weary, God sent a plentiful rain to confirm their inheritance. You know, sometimes the devil will tell us just the opposite. Well, you don't have any faith. If you had faith, you wouldn't be so discouraged. Well, if you didn't, if you had faith, this and this. listen. The Bible says even when you're weary, even when you're down, even when you're discouraged, God will send a plentiful rain, just because you're His inheritance, just because you belong to Him. I mean, you think God might do that for me? See, you, you got to get out of that attitude. What do you mean? I think he confirms you. You're his testimony for Christ. He will confirm you. When? All the way to the end. All the way to the end. The children of Israel have been delivered out of Egypt. You know, a lot of people, that's where they they get saved. They get delivered out of Egypt. But then all of a sudden they find themselves in the wilderness. But see, when you're in the wilderness, it depends on what you're looking at. Listen. They had manna from heaven. A missionary friend of mine, Terry Myers, says they, had, they literally had quail. They had quail on toast. He said, you ought to go check the prices of that in a store somewhere. They got water out of a rock. Their shoes didn't wear out. But they got all upset because it wasn't as nice as it was in Egypt. But they forgot their taskmasters in Egypt. But even in the midst of that, the Lord said, I'm going to send you a plentiful rain to confirm your inheritance, even when you are weary. Even when you're Discouraged. one of the words for that word they're weary is the word languish That's not a word you normally use in well, I was languishing yesterday <laughs> you don't you know now they may use that in Grosbeck, but they don't use it in Shreveport. <laughs> but. but But let me tell you what languishing is okay I, I I don't know why the Lord showed it to me this way, but before I got saved. Uh, I was in the restaurant business and I was in Miami and I, uh, and I had a restaurant in Fort Lauderdale and I was in Miami at a, at a business thing and I wanted to go sailing. I used to love to sail when I, when I was younger and so I went to the, uh, to the marina there and rented a little sailboat. You know, and I got out there and I was sailing out in Biscayne Bay. I was out there just sailing around, enjoying it and all of a sudden the wind stopped. Psst, gone. Have you ever been in a sailboat with no wind? You're not going anywhere. No oars, lady. Sorry. No oars. I mean, if you're going to get out, you're going to have to dog paddle out. I'm sitting out there. I've got to catch a flight, and I'm late, and I'm sitting out there, and I'm, I'm there, trying to get that thing to blow just anything. I was languishing. What was I waiting on? I was waiting on the wind. Waiting on the wind. Waiting on the wind. Thank God, after about 30 minutes, the wind picked back up. And I was able to sail back into the harbor and and do what I needed to do. But that's languishing when there's nothing happening. Nothing happening. Now, see, when you think nothing's happening, that nothing's happening. But that's not true. Because it's really the prime time for God to send a plentiful rain. Because He wants to confirm you. He wants to confirm you as His inheritance. He doesn't want to turn His back on you. He doesn't want to stop. He wants to bring a plentiful blessing in your life. A plentiful rain in your life. All you've got to do is make up your mind, I'm going to do it. I'm going to receive it. I love this translation. A shower of free will gifts, shake us out, O God, thine inheritance. When it has been weary, wow. Thou hast established it. Wow. So I've got good news for you tonight. Don't cast away your confidence. If you're discouraged, if you've been weary, maybe you're just getting tired of fighting with some things. First of all, you need to find out whether you need to be fighting for it or not yeah. over it. But bottom line is, quit. Don't think just because you're weary, you're languishing, nothing's happening, that God won't do something. Ezekiel 34, 26, listen to this. I will make them and the places around my hill a blessing. I will cause showers to come down in their season, and there shall be showers of blessings. Showers of blessings. God wants to confirm you with showers of blessing. Yes. Now, I'm going to switch gears here real quick for just a minute. Listen. Because I'm going to tell you something about the body of Christ. Okay? Okay. Because I'm, 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 I'm going to prophesy to you now for a minute. Okay? Now, the same subject, but just hang on. I'm coming back. But listen, I've got to stop and do this. Listen to me. The body of Christ is languishing right now. But God is about to do something powerful. He's going to do what He did in Joel. It says that He poured out His Spirit and He called it the former and the latter rain. Plentiful rain. Rain of the Spirit. Things we can't do without. There are just certain things in the body of Christ that you can't do them without the brain of the Holy Spirit. It says over in Amos in the last day, and we're there, we're there, that He's going to come to us as the former and the latter reign together. We're about to be at that place where God is going to confirm His inheritance. I'm going to tell you something. Listen. Listen to me. Thousands and thousands of people stay away from church every Sunday. (laughs) But there's coming a day when they're going to know that God is real and that His people are real. And there's coming a confirmation, and it's going to be natural. It's going to be supernatural. It's going to be the move of the Holy Spirit in a way. The rain's going to fall. The power of the Holy Spirit's going to fall. And it's going to be greater than the former. Well, You might want to go read Acts to find out what that was like. And it's going to include the body of Christ. Anybody who's willing. Anybody, he'll do the will of God. He, he's going to move in their lives, and God's going to do supernatural things for them. Zechariah 10.1 says, "All you got to do is ask. Yeah. Yeah. Ask for the rain." Amen. Listen, since the first of the year, every Monday night, we've been as a church, we've been getting together asking for the rain. Yeah. Well, has it come yet? We're asking. Yeah. He said, "Ask in the time of the rain. Amen. It's coming. It's yes. coming. It's coming." Yes. Yeah, it's coming. Why? Because God said, I'm going to confirm you all the way to the end. He said, even when you're weary, I'll confirm you. Even when it doesn't seem like there's anything happening, I'll confirm you. So just so you'll know, this is not just for you. The whole body of Christ is going to see God do this. And it's going to be more powerful than you could ever imagine. I wish I could get, maybe tomorrow night. The Lord showed me some things about this end time that that I think we've got wrong. I might preach on it next, tomorrow night. That that I think we've got wrong. We think we're going to get out of here before all hell breaks loose. I think we're going to be the all hell that breaks loose. Hallelujah! Hey, Listen. Before the children of Israel left Egypt, they were begging them to go. Begging them to go. Hallelujah. I believe we're going to see God do some things before we leave this earth that are going to turn the world upside down. Hallelujah. So listen to me. Listen. Paul had an attitude, and I'm just about finished, but listen to this. Paul had an attitude. He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, He said, God does deliver us from a great death in whom He trusts that He still delivers us and that He will continually deliver us. He did deliver us. He does deliver us. And He's going to continue to deliver us. Why? Because we're, inherit- we're the inheritance. We're the testimony of Christ. He's going to confirm us all the way to the end. He's not going to be without us, do without us, and He's not going to do without you. You hold on to Him, He'll hold on to you. Well, I wish the Lord would just come. Well, the Bible says that you you seek Him, He'll come to you. Draw nigh to Him. You know, that starts with you, right? Okay, you got that? So you've got to know and understand, listen to this. That what God started in you, he's going to finish. Last scripture. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Being confident of this very thing. That he which began a good work in you. Listen, I love what it says. Will complete it until the day of Christ. What is that work? The testimony of Christ. He will complete it. He will fulfill it. He will do it in you. Working in you. Flowing in you. Moving through you. Well, I'm just so tired. Well, you're a good candidate for the rain, yeah. a plentiful rain, so that he can confirm you. Well, I'm just waiting for God to do something. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. Now, I understand there are things where, you, you know, the Lord leads you to go somewhere to do something, and you've got to obey that leading. But I'm talking about you're just your living, your everyday life. Your Christian life. Yes, amen. God wants to do something. Now, here's what I want to do tonight. And I don't want to embarrass you. But listen, you, you've just got to know tonight, this, this is your night. If you're in that category of the weary, I want you to get up right now. Come on, stand up. You know who you are. You've been struggling. Well, I've been struggling. Well, that's you. And probably your neighbor, your wife, your husband, they know they're going to punch you and tell you to stand up. Now slip out of your seat and come up here to the front. I just believe right now we're going to lay hands on you. God is going to confirm the testimony of Christ in you. And He's going to bring a plentiful rain. Now listen. I'm going to wait until y'all get up here because I want you to hear me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's going to bring a plentiful, plentiful rain tonight. Now, I want you to listen to me tonight. Listen. Everybody listening? Look at me. If you're standing up here, I want you to listen to me. I believe that when I lay my hands on you, that something's going to start in you, that God's going to finish. Okay? This is not about me imparting something to you. This is about a point of contact. This is a beginning for you. But if you start questioning and wondering, I wonder why, what about this, what about that? I want to tell you something, you can lose that blessing in your life. God's ready to confirm the testimony of Christ in you, whether it be healing in your body, whether you've been fighting something, maybe it's you're struggling with a job, maybe you're struggling with family, whatever it may be in your life. Maybe you're just struggling with what to do. What do I do? He's got a place for you. He's got a purpose for you. And He'll confirm that. He'll confirm that in you. So no more whys. No more wondering. Just de- declaring. The plentiful rain's coming. It's because God's going to confirm me. He's going to confirm me. Now, look up here at me. First of all, you got to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Okay? he can't confirm something that doesn't belong to him just so we'll make sure everybody's on the same page we're going to just pray this prayer together don't be offended by it I'm not judging you I'm just putting everybody together tonight okay so we can be on the same page maybe you're here tonight and you've been away from God and you know you have well we're going to get that right tonight maybe you're good with God you've just been struggling that's I understand So everybody, let's just pray this prayer together right now. Just say this with me. Say, Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you that he died for my sins. Thank you that he died, that I might have everything that he was raised from the dead to do, that I have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. It's mine. And Lord, tonight, I ask you to confirm that testimony In me, replenish, refill, bring the plentiful rain that I might receive the inheritance from the testimony of Christ into my life tonight. I receive it. I say, I have a plentiful rain, even in the midst of being weary. It's mine in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Come Father Thank you Lord Thank you for renewing In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus Oh, Yeah I know you've lost some things you think you'll never get them back, but I hear the word restoration. I hear the Lord speaking restoration, total, complete restoration. Yeah, He's going to confirm His testimony in you and bring forth a restoration in your life way beyond what you could imagine. In the name of Jesus, bless her. Masoka. Plentiful, plentiful rain. Plentiful rain, Father. Elamonda de Bicisa. Oh, plentiful rain. Ah, hasakaramakosa. Now, now here's what I heard. All the buzzing around you, all the people talking, yak, 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 coming here, coming there, speaking this, speaking that, and you're trying your best to ward it off and to do what God wants you to do. He's going to bring the rain, the testimony of, of Christ, the inheritance into your life, And it's just going to be like a bug repellent. They're not even going to come complaining and talking to you anymore. You're going to be free of it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, glory to you, Father. Plentiful, 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 plentiful rain. Yeah, yeah, I know you started and you stopped and you started and you stopped. But there are no more stoplights, saith the Lord. Well, I'm putting you on a new path on a path of victory a path of my glory a path of strength and I'm going to confirm that testimony to you so that you'll know you're moving in the right direction in the name of Jesus plentiful reign inheritance in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus inheritance now you know uh, when I said that, Donna, Dana, Dana, I heard natural inheritance. Not, not just spiritual, natural inheritance. Yeah, what, what is coming to you is going to come to you, and nothing's going to stop it. <laughs> nothing's gonna, Come here just a minute, sweetie. Put your hand right there in her belly. Right? Just put your hand in her belly. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the confirmation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. No more weary. ha! <laughs> no more in the name of Jesus. In <laughs> the Oh, landa Oh, No, I don't know what it is, but it's something about school—it just kept coming in my spirit. About school. And I don't know whether it's for you or family member, somebody you've been believing for about school. It may not. Hey, I, I could could be missing it, but I don't think I am. It may not even dawn on you till you till you leave, but. I believe God's fixing to do something to confirm His testimony in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Confirm. Confirm. Yeah. Yeah. Real life down to earth confirmations coming your way in Jesus name in the name of Jesus thank you my father in the name of Jesus oh we glorify you father hallelujah from out to in from down to up God's lifting you up yeah yeah your journey's been where you feel like you've been down you've been out but now you're in, and now you're up. In Jesus' name. Oh, Psalm 126 said, When the Lord turned again their captivity, it was like a dream. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Confirm, Father, the testimony of your Son, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for confirmation in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for that confirmation, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah hallelujah glory to you glory to you now if you're here tonight i'm not going to ask you to come up i just want to tell you this and i believe the lord's going to give us opportunity later if you're here and you're in the ministry particularly if you're a pastor i just want to tell you that that the confirmation is not over that there's more yeah there's more you've had some amazing things happen but it's nothing compared to what God's going to do and wants to do. Just get ready. Just get ready. Woo, get ready. God's going to do something. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And brother, I just had the Lord just speak this to me, and you can judge it as it comes. And you're the kind of guy to probably call me and tell me anyway, yeah or nay. And I, I'm not afraid of that. But I, I, I see an equipment manufacturer fixing to bless you with some more equipment. Yeah, brand new stuff. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, you're not going to have to ask for it. You're not going to have to work for it. It's part of the blessing. It's part of the confirmation of what He's doing. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, glory to God. Give the Lord a hand. Stand up. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for confirming, confirming, confirming the testimony of Christ in us. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. We give you praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. Blessed be the Lord. Pastor, I'm told our God. Mm. Glory to God. Glory.
0: Thank you, Lord. Wow. Everybody say, Wow. Praise God. You know what's amazing? We have Many services in here, and we never hear the children. So I told Leah, I said, call over there, tell those kids to shut up. They're too loud, and they texted back, the Holy Ghost has fallen in the children's meeting. Isn't that great? Isn't that cool? They said, man, the Holy Ghost, the kids are laying all over the floor, the power of God is hit. Isn't that great? Now, let me say something, just, and then, we'll, well, I know it's late, time to go, we've got to come back tomorrow in the morning. I'm not going to build a building. I'm building a building. Now, at Pastor Sam's uh, uh, Freedom Crusade, him and Pastor Mark had a word for me. I had gotten a word like that earlier about start. Start building. Start doing it. Well, how do you start building a $10 million building with no money? So I just started building you say some of you don't are going to realize why I've been the way I am I have been lately. So all over the church I've been rebuilding the youth, rebuilding the children. I went home and built a prayer room. I spent thousands of dollars building a prayer room. So I'm doing everything I can do to build. I'm just building, 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 building. Well, that has reinvigorated me. You say why? Well, I thought you said God told you. Go. Well, okay. I can't build the $10 million church, but I can build, rebuild the children's ministry. I can rebuild the youth ministry. I can build a a, a several thousand dollar prayer room at my house. I can build in the kingdom. God said, start. I had to start somewhere. And if I got to go down and dig in that land with a shovel and people drive by and say, what are you doing? I'm saying, I'm building. You say, what do you, what, what point are you trying to make like that? You got to do something. That used to be the catchphrase of Pastor John Ostring's ministry. Do something, lest you do nothing. And if you will do it, then, the, then the, that discouragement and that, that, that... And the problem with so many people is they live in that. They stew in that. Man, if I'm discouraged for 30 minutes, I'm, I'm finding out why. Why am I like this? Why am I? Why am I going through this? And I'm telling you, if you'll just get active, this is what these meetings are about. Why well, we had Pastor Ollam uh, this morning to just show you some crowds and miracles and get up and talk about all that. Pastor Sam Carr, who's a builder and an encourager, uh, Brother Mark Brzee coming. Going flowing the. All of this is to do what we talked about it the, the week before. We had this. a spiritual working must be done in you to activate the faith that is in your heart. It has to happen. Why? Because we're at that place exactly what he's talking about, where the reign of God is fixing to hit. The power, I've heard that for years. It doesn't matter that we've heard it for years. That does not matter. It matters that we hear it now. Amen. You love the Lord? Give the Lord a mighty shout. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful day, for sending Pastor Christopher Alam, Pastor Sam Carr, with great words of revelation and great words of encouragement. We take it tonight into our hearts and we hold it there and we keep it there so that it might do that spiritual working in us that we need. Thank you for your protection and safety as we leave tonight. Gather us back in the morning at 1030 with your glory, your power. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, each and every one of us will not just be passive listeners, but active hearers of that which you're speaking to us this week. Thank you. This week will be different than any other conference we've had, that an effectual working and a change in the spirit will happen in ministries and in individuals. We thank you for that, Father. As we leave tonight, we rejoice in all your goodness. Thanking you, Father, here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you, we'll see you in the morning, hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We trust you enjoyed the message today.